Oh, uh, you're a fat guy like I am. Um, d- do you understand the concept of Twix chocolate is garbage, and it's the only the rest of a Twix that makes a Twix edible? I'm not a big fan of Twix anyway. Yeah, it's so like it's the like Twix's chocolate by itself is hot garbage. Kind of like Reese's chocolate by itself is hot garbage. And I, I found myself talking to someone about this idea that uh, basically it's like, oh, why don't you like a, why don't you like girls called Cookies Charlie? Because the chocolate they use is Twix grade and Twix grade chocolate is bad. And the issue is no part of a Girl Scout cookie makes up in my mind for the shit chocolate they put on it. Like a, the Thin Mint is the worst because it's the horribleness of a mint of a junior mint without the acceptable chocolate combined with the horribleness of a Twix chocolate bar chocolate. It's like, yeah, you took the two worst things from things and somehow tricked people into thinking these are good. Yeah, see, I've never been a... I'm not a big chocolate guy anyway. That's fair. So, like, I, I prefer fruity candies. If I'm gonna go candies, I want sour and I want fruity candies. Are you the weirdo that, like, buys that shit actually at a grocery store in theory? Like, I was talking to, like, I think my girlfriend the other day about this where it was like, who at a grocery store is fucking buying Sour Patch Kids in three. Is that you, technically? I would. Okay, uh, yeah, it's like, it's like you got the chocolate, I'm like, okay, I'll buy a Hershey bar on impulse of having a shit day or something, because I occasionally eat my face, but like, I've never been like, you know what I want right now? Fucking sweet tarts. <laughs> sweet tarts aren't even that great. I, I fuck with the gummy sours. Like, if I'm going to do fair. sours, I'll do gummy sours. Yeah, no, but it's in my brain, I'm like, who is buying the Trolley Bright Sour cu- Crawlers or whatever, at a fucking grocery. That's like, if I'm at a party and they're there, I'll be like, don't mind if I do. But I've never actively sought them out. You are one of the people that in theory, like, buys Twizzlers at a grocery store. Uh, Twizzlers are not that great. Sure, but you're, you're, you're of the gummy, fruity section. Yes, that is, that is my jam. Huh. I didn't think you people exist. I thought, like, that stuff was there as some, like, weird multi-level marketing thing where you can't have chocolate if you don't have, like, for like Mike and Ike's or something. Oh no, that there we we have quite a following. There are hundreds of us who enjoy literally that hundreds. <laughs> literally hundreds of us. All hundred of us are keeping Mike and Ike's going. Yep. I'll fuck with some sour candy. Like it has to be real sour. Like putting an entire bag of Warheads in my mouth sour, and that's gonna last because after the sour wears off, most Warheads taste like barf. They're not that bad. Depends on the flavor. Yeah, I, I, I found a couple of them taste a little too much like vomit. Like, and the weird thing is, I'm okay with it because I got that sweet, sweet sour taste. I'm like, yeah, it was sour. Now it tastes like puke. Whatever. Yeah, it's not. That, usually, when it loses the sourness, I just break it open and I eat the inside of it because then it releases like a second wave of like flavor that's pretty good. Oh, uh, fair. Yeah, there's a system that goes into that. <laughs> yeah, the correct way to eat a warhead candy. Pretty much. Crack with your molar, risk gum disease, feel the shards of broken candy glass perforate the inside of your mouth, scream in agony, enjoy that flavor. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much covered it. You're the kind of monster that bites lollipops, aren't you? Absolutely. God, I'm just... Uh, we joke about how I'm the worst person on this podcast, or like, I'm the evilest, not you people. <laughs> you, Alex, your, your joyful exterior hides... Uh, deep-seated, malicious personality of hard candy appreciation and biting. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 98. The big 9-8. 
I am, of course, Mave Online. Also, uh, my real name, my government name, is Alex. Uh, and I'm joined here today with Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak, the man Woot. himself. Woot, indeed. So, yeah. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be the weird one. I'm trying something new out. <laughs> I like this. Let's let's run with this experiment. Let's keep going. Do I have to have the new battle cry every week? Yes, that's the new fucking. Oh shit. god! You you just dug yourself into the fucking ground with a new shit. I've avoided bits so well so far. Nope. I look forward to a whole series god of damn war it. cries leading up, especially to episode one hundred. God Pretty damn soon. it! <laughs> Only but two yes. episodes. Yeah. No, but it's going to be continuing. It's going to be a new series. We have to fill the void somehow. Yeah, I'll figure something out. I've, I've been thinking about ripping off the old Epic Battle Axe podcast thing where uh, I think it was Brent would open that thing up with like a truly wonderful intro of like brotherhood and war for, and warness. I, it must go with Battle Cries for a little while. That, that sounds more up my alley. Yeah, Battle Cries sound fun. Let's run with that. But yes, uh, Battle Cries, we do a podcast. And so, yes, this week is episode 98. And Woo! we're going to do some good talking, some good podcasting. And then hopefully afterwards, we'll all feel better on the inside. Only 992 more till episode 1,000. Yeah. I did that. No, no, no. I did that math totally wrong. That would have been episode 8. That would have been more, that many more till 1,000. <laughs> this is why this is a video game podcast. Episodes to a thousand. Yeah, this is why we're a podcast and not a math podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's talk about the plus sign. Want to get loose with it? Yeah. I can't even make math jokes. That's how... Yeah, no, not a, po- not a math podcast. Uh, you know, you know, if you're ever feeling uh, cold... You nah, I'm, I'm perfectly happy right here. You know, You know why it's okay to stand in a corner when you're cold? I'm afraid of where this is going. I trap pun coming, and I'm looking at it going, I-, I could just move on. I could force us into news right now or, like, our weeks or some shit and totally avoid this. Or I could ask, why is it okay to stand in a corner and trigger it? <laughs> because corners are always 90 degrees. I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you so goddamn much. I knew it. I fucking knew it. I saw it. It was just sitting there, and I'm like, oh, a bear trap. Oh, look, some candy on the bear trap. That will probably trigger the bear trap. Oh, God, the bear trap. Oh. You are the fucking worst. Well, it looks like I have to come back every week with a new math joke. No, you do not. That new shit at it this I week. I will start Matches. cutting that shit out. <laughs> I've never cut content really once we're in the main podcast, but man, I will go back on that rule. <laughs> oh, it's good to be back. That was that that alone right there makes it worth it to be back. God, right there. I, I need to go lie down and like think about the choices that have led me to here. And hearing, like, a joke a nine-year-old thinks is the hot shit. <laughs> God, you and, like, a kid that just discovered your mama jokes have the same sophistication in your humor. Now, now, Charlie, I think you're being a little obtuse. You're right. Eight-year-old just discovered them. <laughs> y- 
you still think that fucking knock knock orange joke is funny, don't you? <laughs> it's not that it's funny. It's a just it's a tried and true classic. You can't you can't you can't go back on the classic. Holy shit! You're the person that sees Carrot Top in Vegas and goes, "Yeah, this show deserves to still be around." You know what? People shit on Carrot Top quite a bit, but he's actually pretty funny. Yeah, so since the last podcast, I went motorcycle shopping, <laughs> and I've been playing Vermintide 2. I don't know how I feel about Vermintide 2. I looked at a bunch of motorcycles. Um, I'm buying an Indian, an Indian scout to be specific. Uh, Vermintide 2 is like Left 4 Dead with uh, medieval combat in it. It's okay. I, it's 30 bucks, so it's fine at that price. What have you been up to, Alex? Um, hmm... Well, I just got back from Extra Life United, of course, so that was kind of a thing. Uh, unfortunately, math jokes did not hit well over there, uh, so I had to bring it back I to the West Coast. I sacrificed my entire week to get us away from this shit. <laughs> you should have known better to think uh, that you transition so easily. But yes, no, well, I'll talk about my week. I um, played a new video game, even. I couldn't even talk about Vermintide 2 because I wanted to get away from the puns so badly. <laughs> uh... Let's see. So I did get back from Extra Life United. That's where I was last week for those of you out there who were wondering. Uh, yeah, so I was out there raising some money for CHLA, uh, grinded out doing a video game tournament, uh, which was pretty fun. And we'll kind of dive more into that as that's going to be our main topic, I believe, today. Yeah. Uh, so I'll talk more about that. But basically, it's also how scary, efficient Disney is and how terrifying the Disney machine has become. So, okay, I'm curious we're going to go with this one. What, the Disney machine? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Disney has this whole setup where if you go into Orlando, it's like, they literally, it's, it, I, it's magic. Because they take care of pretty much everything for you. So, if you do what they call the Disney Magic Express, as soon as you get to the airport, you go right down to this whole section dedicated to the Disney Magic Express. Oh shit, Express. you took the um, bus? Yes. Oh, that's a nightmare. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it went really well. That's the thing, though. It's scary. Oh, it, it's how a well-oiled well nightmare. But like, you could, you could get in that airport, get on that bus, and never know you're in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I noticed that. Like, when I was uh, heading over to the resort we stayed at, like, I couldn't see much of the stuff outside. But they had cartoons running on the TV. There are windows on that bus. I don't think there are windows. There are windows. They're just really tinted. But they distract you the fuck with like cartoons and like exactly. welcome to Disney. Yeah. So that was a thing. The next time I saw outside, like clearly, I was already at the resort. So you go there. Um, first of all, they've had this tech now for a while. Apparently, I was corrected on. But um, your room key is tied to a special wristband. Yep, that was happening last year. I think I talked about that some. Yeah, but you also can link your car to it. Yep, so you can go you pay have your to. meals. You don't have to link your car to it. I think we had to for room stuff, but that may have changed. Yeah, no, um, I was able to add it as an option. They said they asked me, would you like to add it? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I ended up buying my lunches with my wristband, which is kind of a weird dystopian future society, like setup where you're like you're that company that's got a chip in your arm so if you want to buy something from the vending machine on the fifth floor you have to scan your wrist and hope that your chip works otherwise you're not eating your snack that's that's what it felt like so uh yeah it was it was it was stupid efficient so uh you could when you sign up for the magic express you get it 
back. Like they'll 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 drive you back to the airport. Yeah. So a night before you're supposed to or the day before you check out, they put a nice little envelope on your door and it gives you your itinerary for the bus. So it tells you be here by this time so we can make sure you get to the airport on time, this and that. If you need to check in your bags, because you you have checked bags for your flight, make sure you check them in at the airline check-in line, this and that, whatever, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, they'll turn it in, they'll just load it up into the bus, and we'll grab it when we get there. No. When you turn in your luggage at the resort, when you're leaving, you will not see it again until yeah. you're back at your home airport. Yeah. That's terrifying. To me. They check that shit in for you. Yeah. Not only that, the day you check out, they put another envelope on your door, and it's your it's it's your boarding pass. Yeah. So like they handled everything. Yeah. And it's scary how efficient it is. Like I, it, it was like it was kind of eerie. But right, you've you're used to um, California Disney that, yes. while impressive and it's kind of utopian likeness, fails in comparison to Florida Disney that like. Really, in its own right, is quite like it. It is disturbing and impressive how well that company can like streamline the vacation process by like limiting your access to the rest of the world. Yeah, and it was just it was bizarre, but at the same time, it was pretty damn convenient. So I'm glad I did. Oh, it's it's <laughs> impressive. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but that was that was uh my week leading back in um. I did get my flight delayed because there was some sort of weird weather thing going on. Did you on. fly through Chicago? I don't know if I had to fly through Chicago, but I know we had to cut around into the Gulf Coast for a bit. Huh. Uh, because uh, something was going on with the weather between here and L.A. Or between Orlando and Los Angeles. So that was fun. And then uh, we had to circle the airport an extra time because... They had signaled the uh, that we wanted to land, and then I guess we were waiting for another plane to take off, and they hesitated and didn't take off. So we had to loop around for an extra fifteen minutes until those guys grew the balls to lift their fucking plane off the lot, the line, or the lane, or whatever, and finally get off the air. So that was fun. Uh, I knew I was in LA immediately when I got off. When the flight, as soon as the flight parked, everyone stood up to grab their shit from the compartment. Everyone. And that's not LA specifically, but that's just flying. But like, even when I landed in Orlando, people were not that much in a hurry. Like, the door wasn't open yet, and everyone was grabbing their shit, and they were already standing in the middle aisle. Like, give it a minute, guys. We just landed. The door's not gonna open for like another ten minutes. And sure enough, people were standing up for like ten minutes until they opened the damn plane. So, yes. Um, but yeah, other than that, that was my week coming back. And then I was just bitter about daylight savings time in general. And we proceeded to have the most interesting week at work. So that was fun. Um, what else? I've been playing again, of course, more Overwatch. I uh, I finished my season games, and it turns out I'm in Platinum right off the bat, which is nice. Nice. Well, that means so, you're back in at this point, right? Yeah, which is fun. Yeah. So I'm playing around with that. Obviously, catching up on the, um, the Overwatch League stuff, because that's starting back up. Round two of the games are all going on now. So... Between that and a uh, little bit of kind of wow here and there, very little wow this week, unfortunately. But I've just kind of been busy, and I think uh, I wanted to say the combination of jet lag and daylight saving time just kind of messed. Oh, my that's sleep a double whammy. Yeah, I could imagine that one being rough. 
it was pretty rugged. Like, yeah. and it just kind of, I just kind of felt like since my week started like that, it kind of just dragged on the whole week. Sure. So that's pretty much where I'm at. In fact, before I got up to record the podcast, I took a nap because I'm an old man. So, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, oh, I totally forgot to tell you one more thing. Oh, animal news. We now have the two tegus officially moved into the apartment. What's that bring the animal count in your apartment to? Uh, let's see. Two tegus, two tarantulas, the snake, and three dogs. You have eight goddamn things living with you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure that's ridiculous. You live in a fairly small apartment. Yes, but the thing is that it's not overbearing where we don't have space to do stuff. Like like I said, our, the, the snake cage doubles as our table so I can yeah. live in true, like, you know, what was it, drug lord fashion? Yeah. And the two tegus are inside a grow tent in the closet. Right. Tegus. <laughs> they are. I'll have to send you a picture of them. Right. Yes. Tegus. Grow tent. Yeah. Tegus. <laughs> I just fucking did air quotations for an audio podcast. What the shit is wrong with me? <laughs> Not sure. Plenty. Maybe it's because maybe it's the, I set you up with all those bad puns that you just hated. And uh, the mask. Maybe. Yep, I'm rubbing off on you, Charlie. Yeah. Sure. Slowly but surely, Charlie. Slowly but surely. You too will embrace the pun. I, I continue to be very happy no major games are coming out this month, really, because it's like, I'm not getting to them. Why? I got shit at my house to do. Yeah. How's uh, how's the, the house project coming along? We are almost done. Uh, the last of the contractors happened actually yesterday. They replaced a bunch of my windows for me, and... Hopefully this weekend will be kind of the last major hurdle, and then I get to kind of take a step back and go, okay, all of the shit that had to get done is done. Like, we have a fridge in the house now, we have molding in, the windows that were leaking air, those got fixed, etc., etc. How much money do I have left, and, like, is it worth looking at dumb stuff like tankless versus not tankless water heaters? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to set the studio at that point too. Like it's like that, that thing will need a heating and an air conditioning unit. So I'm looking at the ductless systems. It's like, yeah, that could totally work. Oh, those are like two thousand bucks. That's not nothing, but that's like way less than I thought it would be too. Hmm. So it's time. Yeah, it, we're coming up on the end of the really kind of like, why did I buy a house? Because soon all my stuff will be unpacked and like I'll have a TV on a wall. Like I. I won't be trying to frantically find studs to attach TV mount too soon. Mm-hmm. That'll be done. Oh, good. Fucking hate mounting TVs. Oh, yeah, if you think about buying one, don't buy a stud finder. They're hot garbage. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Most I'm just enjoying the double fridge lifestyle now. The double fridge lifestyle? The double fridge lifestyle. It's a great lifestyle to have. It really is. Yeah. It really is. But, yeah. Ready to talk about some news? Yeah, let's get right into the news. <gasps> yeah, let's go ahead and get started. Okay. That's going to feel real <laughs> shitty because I now auto-remove all of the silences out of the podcast. So, oh. that'll be interesting. <laughs> oh, I did the gasp for Eric because I, like, I was going to do the... Did you hear the gasp or no? I did hear the gasp. Perfect. But that long <laughs> pause there will get removed. Okay. <laughs> or not. I don't know. I occasionally selectively edit. It's weird talking about my editing process is... While recording, and I'm not post doing it, going ha ha. But yeah, <laughs> right off the bat, we talked about it last week. Uh, Black Ops Four has been a 
officially announced. The reveal for the game is coming May 17th, and it will launch October 12th, roughly a month earlier than it typically does. But yeah, if you're a Call of Duty fan, there you go. If you're a Black Ops fan, there you go. Yep. Yay. Still not completely interested in it, but... So, I kind of liked the Black Ops games. Like, 1 and 2 had some shit going on. 3 was had some other shit going on, but also kind of was alienating. And, like, that game was like a weird, better-playing Deus Ex kind of thing in some weird ways. Like, it, it had some Destiny power stuff going on. Like, it was weird. It wasn't Call of Duty, but what that game was wasn't totally unappealing. Like, if you could rein that shit in some, I might be down for it. Like, they had, like, MOBA-style heroes in the multiplayer, which, again, didn't not make sense, but at the same time, like, this doesn't feel like Call of Duty. This might work in a video game, but maybe not this video game. Like, it had some stuff going on that was interesting to try out, and, like, some of the powers in that game were kind of cool. It reminded me of the game Syndicate, the kind of EA re boot of that that was not syndicate but also kind of cool in its own weird way mm-hmm. i don't know i i don't care about call of duty at this point really that last one i bought was advanced warfare and that was because i thought the xbox it came with that's sorry i thought the advanced warfare xbox looked cool and i wanted to get that skin for destiny so that should so here's the last one i bought holy shit yeah that was that that was god four years ago now damn yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. I haven't bought any of the newer. Uh, I think the last one I actually bought and really enjoyed was Modern Warfare Two. <laughs> I bought the re-release of that. I, yeah, I bought that. That was okay. That was Call of Duty Two, or Modern Warfare Two. I mean, yeah, yeah. But there you go, Call of Duty. It's coming officially after that dumb hat thing from last week. Moving on from that, I kind of wish Jeff was here from this. Given how much shit talk we did for the division, the division two has been officially announced. Not a lot of news, except it's a coming, and it'll probably be at E3, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I Hopefully they learn from their mistakes from D- Division 1. Yeah, I I want to go back to that game before it ends. So a part of this announcement was they've unveiled that there'll be two kind of updates to the game that will add a, like, the path to, well, Division 2, essentially, go, like, Stuff uh, not, your gear probably won't carry over, but there'll be like stuff that will unlock in that future game via that. Oh, very Destiny esque, like with the history thing. I think it will be more like in-game items and shit, but I could be wrong. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I as someone who kind of thought the division was cool, like I only stopped playing that because at the time that game launched, the end game for it was real bad, and I've heard like the support that's gone into that game in post has been good, and like I like I said several times about Destiny 2, if they could just kind of continue the point of where the Division 2... Division 2 needs to start at where Division 1 ends, kind of quality-wise and all that shit. You pull that off, I might be very interested in that game. Yeah, same, considering yeah. there's now a void to fill in my heart because Destiny 2 is no longer a thing in my life. Just go play Warframe. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I started playing Vermintide because... Warframe occasionally has these kind of arbitrary things in it where it's like, okay, do this kind of annoying thing. Yeah, I don't want to play this anymore for a little bit. I don't know. I I, I just completed kind of the end of that game's story in some ways, and I'm not sure if I care to play more of it because 
the end of its story was exactly what I thought, and I'm like, okay, that's okay, yeah, huh. But yeah, I'm taking a break from that game, right? But yeah, if you're looking for a loot shooter alternative, that game's a good game. But yes, Division 2, Road to it, etc., etc. It's weird that we've now entered a realm where, like, continuing to support a game long after its release is the Ubisoft move, because For Honor's got that, it's got dedicated servers, like, Assassin's Creed keeps getting updates to it and stuff, but they've added weird stuff to that game that sounds kind of cool. They stuck with the division for God knows what reason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, maybe they're looking into the future for it. I it, cool. it's definitely start of that kind of games as service stuff I've talked about being a thing I'd be down with. So yeah, I I, I would love it if the division two was like a platform. They're like, hey, here's whatever city that game takes place, and like two years down the road, they're like. Okay, so here's a new city that's like the side. We're charging you basically a full game release for it, but because you own the Division 2, it's just kind of DLC at that point. Like, the dream of what Destiny was supposed to be. I'd love to see that realized at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Moving on from that to the other dream, I guess. Uh, Electronic Arts has added uh, Warner Brothers games, specifically six of them, specifically the Batman games. Mm-hmm. Like, including the Lego ones and shit, which is kind of weird, I guess. That's part of the Batman franchise, I suppose. To the EA Access system. The, sorry, the Origin Access system, which is that whole kind of video game vault. You pay access and you can, you can download the games. This is only super noteworthy because these are the first non-EA titles to show up. They're made by Warner Brothers games. This hmm. might lead to, This might be hitting at something in the future. I don't know. I... The Batman games, as far as I know, are over. At least Rocksteady's involvement are. So that means Warner Brothers has Mortal Kombat and Injustice. And I don't know what else is going on. So maybe there'll be some horse trading in the future, I guess. I I don't know. This news itself seems super innocuous to me. But at the same time, it's like, this is actually kind of a big deal. Because this would be like Xbox suddenly offering, like, Sony games in their, like, early access program or something. Mm. Maybe not quite that extreme, but kind of in that realm of, huh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Then we just see what other stuff gets added later on. Yeah, I... If this is a one-time thing, it's a one-time thing, and, like, it makes sense. It's a, That's a pretty good set of games to add to any library of, like, access games, so... If this turns into something, it makes a lot of sense. Like it's like oh, all the Warner Brother games were showing up there. Then yeah, it's it's an interesting partnership. But yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I'm not gonna say it's interesting again because it's all I got to say on it. It it's in. It, God damn it! It <laughs> prophesizes something potential happening in the future, which I might be down for because I kind of want Sony, Xbox, and like Activision to da- to like downgrade to apps, kind of the way Steam is. That I launch games through. It's like, oh, I, you, you got the out, and then for consoles to become like a piece of hardware that's made by like Samsung. It's like, oh, you got the Samsung console. Heard that one's pretty good. And have it just fucking run apps for games or something. I don't know. I'm sick of having multiple consoles for multiple things. Well, until these companies all unite and Disney takes the helmet of everything. Yeah. We just have different ones for now. Yeah. Speaking of things coming together, actually, uh, crap. Uh, so the Nintendo Switch, not Nintendo Switch, the Nintendo um, Direct happened last week, right after the podcast, not after, the day after, and lots of news came out of that. Uh, probably the we- maybe not the weirdest one, but definitely one that was unexpected is the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy is now coming to everything, including PC. 
I may pick it up on PC. Yeah, it's it's a good game. If you like Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, but again, bear in mind you have to like Crash Bandicoot. Yes, prior. and there are some there's a slight learning curve. As part of this direct, we got the uh fucking praise the sun amiibo. We got the reveal of let's fucking run through them. We got the reveal of Smash Bros. in the most Nintendo. We're totally making Smash Brothers thing ever. Like show nothing at all except like a logo kind of and then not even really. Well, they showed the logo, but they did it in a really trolly fashion. Yeah. It was, it was beautiful because they're like, they talk about all the other stuff and they've been pushing, um, what's that? What was it? Ink game they have? Splatoon. Uh, Splatoon. There you go. So they're like pushing Splatoon and this and that. So like, oh, by the way, we've got one more thing. And then like they show those two Splatoon kids shooting at each other and then it goes dark. And then there's a giant flaming fucking Smash logo. Yeah. So from the trailer, because apparently the internet took a collective shit on themselves, uh, realizing what had happened. There was like a lot of analysis and stuff like that that went down. And so far, the only stuff we can confirm is that it's going to have a new title because there says title pending on the website. Um, Link from the trailer has the same hairstyle as Link from Breath of the Wild. Yep. So that's the other thing. So they're thinking it might be Breath of the Wild Link, which means possibly a new set of moves. Um, and then, of course, the fact that they showed the Splatoon kids pretty much is like a not official, but people are like, yeah, it's confirmed. Uh, so let me play was- Devil's Advocate for a second. Sure. The last Smash Brothers game, which came out on the Switch and the, and the 3DS technically, didn't get a full real console rotation because it came out on the Switch, but it had DLC characters. Mm-hmm. They could just re-release that exact same game and add those characters. A lot of people are thinking that, but the fact that they've actually said there's a title pending leads people more likely to believe that it's not a port and it's actually a new game. I hope it's new. I I didn't even bother getting Smash Brothers for the Switch. That's how down on that console I was. Is there is there a Smash Brothers for the Switch? Yeah. Are you sure? It's got Bayonetta and Ryu in it. Oh, okay. The, so the one from the Wii U is on the Switch. It's not, sorry, yeah, I... I meant to say Wii U. My bad, my bad. Okay, because yes, I'm like, wait a minute. Do you my have bad, some sort of secret bad, copy we bad, don't know my about? Bad. Yes, you're, all right. you're right. Yeah, the internet was going to take another collective shit on themselves <laughs> thinking that you had a copy of something like that. I'm not supposed but, yeah. to talk about the copy I have. Shifty eyes. <laughs> but yeah, um, what was I saying? So yeah, they, 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 they kind of revealed that and they were like, okay, well, uh, bye. And then that was it. They ended the podcast immediately after that. Direct, not podcast. I'm sorry, they're they're not podcast. Yeah, the direct. Yep. So. Yep. And it's wonderful trolley fashion. Yep. So. Yeah, I. They showed off some stuff in that direct. Like, it, I, I'd have loved to have seen some Bayonetta three in it. Mm-hmm. I, I I'd love some update on that game of any fucking kind. Like, I just want to know what Bayo looks like in that third game. I. That's all I want, really. What the implications of that might be. <laughs> She's got a ponytail now. Oh, shit. I don't know. But yeah, I I was expecting more from that. I really was. Really? Yeah. I I shouldn't because it's Nintendo Direct and I, tep- I typically find those things like a little, what's the right word for it? Underwhelming, but eh, I, guess, I don't know. I do have to say I, I'd love watching all the crazy stuff happen uh, yeah. with people losing their minds. So that was fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> also, I guess, uh, speaking of people losing their minds, uh, 
Geralt of Rivia is coming to Soul Calibur. Yeah, which by the way, he looks pretty damn cool. He looks movie. good. Uh, if you know, if you're gonna pick a modern franchise and say they've never been in a fighting game before, I'd be like, I put Geralt in the video game. That sounds like an okay fit. Yeah, I mean, he fits with the whole lore of like yeah. sword-based fighting characters or weapon-based fighting characters. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So it's got some okay-looking yeah. moves. I am increasingly excited about that game. Yeah. Well, good. I look forward to seeing what they do with it. Uh, I did, like I said, mention I briefly played Soul Calibur back in the day, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where to go next with that? Let's do a quick one. Uh, Days Gone, a game no one on this podcast has ever cared about except for me going, hey, that game has motorcycles. Oh, it's got zombies? I don't care anymore. It's been delayed to 2019. Allegedly, that's not to say the game's having problems. It has been delayed for marketing reasons, which makes some sense you got god of war coming out this year and sony did get out there and announced they are restructuring to focus on first party games so if you're looking forward to days gone don't worry it seems to be okay but maybe worry because that game doesn't look good but yeah um didn't know much about it before it's the biker zombie game thing oh uh, yep I kind of, as much as I love zombies and things like that, I think kind of the zombie genre is kind of I a little fucking bit of burnout. hate zombie games. Like, <laughs> Vermintide is a little too zombie-ish for my liking. And I'm like, eh, I don't know how long I'll play this because this is fun, I guess, but also kind of mindless. Mm-hmm. Wish I had a shotgun. <laughs> Speaking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I... Moving on from that to a game we do not talk about almost ever because I don't know why we haven't bothered to play it yet. Uh, Fortnite is coming to Android and iOS. The Battle Royale yep. mode. It's part of their whole crossplay thing. So, in theory, this means uh, so PS4 and Xbox people can't play with each other, but they can play with everyone else. PC, etc., etc. I. I'm curious how that's going to wind up working out, but we'll see. But yes, the mobile port is coming. It apparently plays okay. So, yeah. Um, actually, funny little tidbit. Um, at Extra Life United, I was hanging out uh, with a couple of the Extra Lifers, and there was a guy there named Lumen, who's kind of a pro Rocket League player. Sure. But it turns out he's also a developer uh, at Epic Games, or he works at Epic. And so when they made the announcement, he's like, well, now I can finally talk about it. So that was a nice little tidbit of what happened over at uh, ELU cool. for that. Yeah. That was kind of cool. I would be so tempted to ask him, like, what does that place feel like with Fortnite out there? It's like th- that game has taken off in ways no one expected. Yeah. Well, that it, it definitely wrote that whole uh, that whole wave of the Battle Royale series. Yeah, but like, then, it surpassed way, PUBG. Well, depending, there's two trains of thought. Like, PUBG is cool if you want that grittiness, but, like, I think a lot of the creativity and, like, strategy, there's a lot more of it in Fortnite. So, it depends on what your cup of tea is, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. good. Excited to see that. Uh, All those people who, you know, it's time for that Razer phone to start getting picked up more often, because uh, you're going to need that really good frame rate for your phone, because we've now entered a timeline where you need the best FPS possible on your phone. Yeah, holy shit, this does justify that crazy... Razer gaming phone now, doesn't it? Yep. Maybe not justify, but make it make a little more sense. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see the mobile ports play pretty good. There's been some stuff out there talking about it. I. It's weird because part of me is like, okay, I might play that on my phone. Would you play mm-hmm. on a console? Probably not. 
Bone sounds about at the right level of dumb for that for me. Yeah, which would be interesting too because then you have I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but they have this thing called uh, I forget what it's called. It's some sort of special book, but what it does is it lets you turn your phone into a laptop. Yeah, I've seen using those. The support. Yeah, it's a Kickstarter thing. So is that going to mean you now have a portable device to play your <laughs> your Fortnite on? Like to get a keyboard and mouse feel? You don't need is that, that even. You can just use like I guess something built up. Yes, you could do that, which might lead to some unfair advantage, actually, potentially, if there's some, like, aimbotting built into it or something. Mm-hmm. So, that might be interesting to see what happens with that. The fact that they're doing crossplay too, is also pretty cute. Yeah, I, there will eventually come a time when Xbox and, P- and PS4 get along. I-, I used to think it might be many years before then, and if reportedly it's totally Sony going no... But at the same time, like Sony has every right to say no because this only benefits Xbox in some ways. Yeah, it's dickish, but hmm. yeah, I, I don't care on that topic in a weird way. Most because I've abandoned my Xbox almost completely at this point. <laughs> yeah, no. Moving on from that to some Monster Hunter World news. Uh, they recently announced there's some Dante Devil May Cry. Monster Hunter World skin DLC stuff coming. There'll be some quests. But the more important thing is Devil Joe arrives March 22nd. I have no idea who Devil Joe is. He's the murderous pickle. What? Uh, you will learn about the murder pickle eventually. Devil motherfucking Joe. Uh. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but Devil Joe's cool. Okay. I'm happy he's there. Uh. It'll be funny watching a bunch of streamers that have a problem. Uh, so the Anjanath, I'm again probably pronouncing that wrong, the Barney-looking motherfucker, like, he was giving streamers a bit of a hellscape on that one, which I thought was fucking hilarious because he's not that hard. Devil Joe is that guy on steroids and PCP and some PCP and meth and some other drugs that, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving on from that, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is allegedly coming out this fall. Not a lot of news on that, so that means it'll probably be at E3 in some way. But yeah, that Tomb Raider that got rumored a couple years back at this point, because someone saw a thing on a subway. Maybe it's actually real. We'll see. Nothing's been announced. I'm not sure where to go next on this one, because we have, like, very niche... That's the Secret World. Uh, so, Secret World Legends, a game I don't think I you have played yet, Alex, because I have. Have you gone back and tried a new Secret World yet? Uh, we did briefly, and then no, we, we have. I've never tried the new Secret World, the new I one, not the old did. one. We never played Legends. Okay, I think I did because I was in the beta for it, and I was just kind of okay. Mad. Yeah, the new targeting system, I was not a fan of. Yeah, well, so I guess the like first new chapter of that game came out in a long ass time. Yeah. Well, it's been quiet for a while. Yes, I mean, yes, it is. So. I mean, it's cool, I guess, but I think we kind of stepped away from it for a I while. I keep wanting to really go back. back. Like, it's, I got stuck at a point where I didn't have health recovery, so I couldn't beat that fucking boss at the end. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I thought that game was cool. In hindsight, not as cool as I thought it was at the time. I love the setting of that game. I don't think I like the second-to-second gameplay of that game, though, at all. Hmm. Yeah, the new gameplay is not that great, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, the last thing we left off as far as Secret World was we, uh, well, you were still trying to kill the last boss, yeah, I we got him down. Yeah, that first zone. Yeah. 
Ah, congrats, Secret World fans out there. If you're thinking about Secret World, this might not be a bad time to jump in, because they're getting new content, apparently. Um, Woo! Yeah. Do you understand this Twitch Prime offering free games thing? Yeah, it's Okay, basically... so try and explain it, because I was a little bit confused by it. So they've kind of been doing this for a while, but it has kind of been little indie games and stuff like that here and there. When you have Twitch Prime, or rather, yes. when you have your Amazon Prime account linked to your Twitch account, you get a couple free perks. Like right now, one of the perks is if you have your Battle.net account and Twitch Prime, I believe, you get uh, you get like currency for Overwatch to unlock those special skins from uh, from the Overwatch League. Uh, but you get like free stuff, like little DLC here and there and things like that. Uh, I think one of the DLCs we got actually was for PUBG where we had like a, a Twitch outfit, which is kind of cool. So... Um, they're essentially what they're doing now is when you download the Twitch client, you have the option to download these games uh, for free, and they're they're yours, so to speak. So uh, they've kind of given some bigger games, like Super Hot, I guess, a little more known okay. game. But like there are other games that were kind of less known that were showing up on the uh, uh, Twitch Prime. So it's kind of cool that they're kind of doing bigger games. But yeah, they've kind of already been doing this for a little while now. Yeah, because I picked up some uh, free. Like, in-game items and stuff over the past, but never a full game, I don't think. Yeah, no, I've also gotten, um, what do you call it? I've gotten, uh, stuff for PUBG, uh, I've unlocked some stuff in, like, other games, like Hearthstone, you get free card packs and stuff yeah. like that, so, yeah, so it's kind of nifty. Like, actually, one of the ones they gave us was Devil May Cry HD, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I think, cool. oh yeah, I even got Tales from Borderlands. Uh, as one of the games. Ah, uh, yes. The, one of the three best Telltale games ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they give you a bunch of different cool games that are now mine. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's no, cool. that's, that's good. And I, I guess we'll start off our not-so-great news segment with the lightest of the not-so-great news. Uh, as of March 21st, Battlefront 2's... Uh, sorry, Battlefront. That's, that's what it said. To whatever. The Star Wars game. The second one. With the shooting made by EA that pissed us all off so many months ago. Uh, microtransactions are coming back on that date. They claim it will only be cosmetics, so we'll see what that means, but yeah. I, I'm still holding my reservations on this. We will actually see, and I will give them... I'll, I'll say it now. If it really is only cosmetics, I will give EA its due, like, due credit. So, Yeah, it's... I just don't think it's a good game still. Like, beyond any reaction I have, like, I thought the first one was a bad game, and they didn't change any of the stuff I thought was bad about the first one in the second one. So it's like, no, I'm not going to fucking buy that. Yeah. So moving in, moving deeper into our not-so-great section, uh, which one do you want to do next? I want to save our kind of uplifting one at the end. Um, Let's do the studies and then Evo. Okay, that... I was going to save studies for the end, but uh, so a couple weeks back, we talked about how, well, video games don't make people violent. Lots of, lots of information out there suggests that they don't, et cetera, et cetera. Like, all credible studies have found no correlation, and a new study has found that roughly 80% of all mass shooters showed no interest and or didn't like video games, period. Huh. Yeah. But that's not what I heard on the news. Uh, that came from a news outlet. Not even one what? of our gaming news outlets, a what? real news outlet. What? Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, 
kind of want to be like, well, we've kind of had violence before video games, so the idea that you would have these people not be interested in games is kind of likely. Like, I yeah, don't remember I've... the shoot. Like, it's going to sound kind of weird, but like, I don't remember the Unabomber being a big fan of Tetris or some shit. Like, yes. Yeah, and I, I didn't throw this in our list to rehash a topic that I'm fucking sick of talking about, and I'm sure that people are sick of hearing about, but yeah, kind of in the ongoing coverage of, wow, we're just flailing at this shit, aren't we? Yep. Somewhere out there, though, Jack Thompson is losing his fucking shit right now. Apparently, he, like, resurfaced as part of all this shit. Did he? Well, I hope he goes back into the fucking rock he came from. Yeah. Came back briefly, I guess, or something. I I don't know. I don't... It's just a boogeyman at this point in a weird way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, moving on from that to... Uh, Evo's in what? Like, two or three months? Uh, Evo's very soon. Usually yeah. starts in either... Usually in July, actually. Yep. So, uh, adding to the stuff we've had to say on this podcast, or thought I'd have to say, kind of like, don't swat a ten-year-old. Some fucking asshat threatened to shoot up Evo. Which is, by the way, fucking stupid. And if you happen to be listening to the podcast and you are this person, the chances are highly unlikely. But if you are, please unsubscribe and go away because we don't want you to listen to us. That is a shitty move to make. Don't do that, especially with the current climate and things that are going on. You don't fucking do something like that. Like, that's just stupid. Even as a joke, that shit's not funny. You should stick to puns because everyone likes puns. Yeah, yeah. I, the only good news to come out of this, uh, the Evo organizers contacted the FBI and didn't act this wasn't a big deal, so good on you, Evo, at that point. Yeah, the fact that they took quick action and decided to be like, well, yeah. it's just some kid talking, like, trolling. No, like, you, and it sh- like if anything like that happens, like, it should be reported. It should be treating as treated as a real threat. Yep. I mean, if I were if I was walking around outside and I said something stupid like, I'm going to blow up this building, I would hope somebody reports me. But then again, I wouldn't say that because I'm not an idiot. Yeah, that, that being said, all this was done via social media. Like, no one was out there, like, pushing for a GoFundMe campaign for it or something. Like, yeah. So it's kind of hard. Like, to use the phrase in the article I read, it's kind of hard to take drive-by shit like this as serious where it's like, okay, yeah, it's, it's real easy to say shit, but... Given what's been happening lately, maybe we should pay a little more attention to this. But I'm adding to the list of things. Don't fucking shoot up Evo. Don't even joke about it. It's Evo. Evo's awesome. Yeah. Uh, We've reached such low levels. Uh, And speaking of low levels, but kind of an uplifting thing, I guess. uh, XQC has been let go from the Dallas Fuel. Mm Mm-hmm. Citing multiple league violations. Initially, they came out and implied it was like a mutual split, which felt like bullshit. Yeah, well, that's a PR release of like, hey, we're going to go a separate way. See, uh, that's what I call bullshit on at that point. Like, it's like, no, fucking kick him out for being toxic. Yeah. So you might, if you don't recall the name uh, XQC, he was the guy who was suspended for a few games in the first uh, round. Uh, for, I, I think they finally released a quote of what he said. Uh, something along the he lines was being of homophobic. Telling, yeah, pretty much. So, uh, he was suspended and, uh, yeah. So he, I guess he continued kind of some of his dickish mo- attitude about things. So they let him go and good riddance. You may be a good player, but the league has very specific rules about that. And if you're going to do that, then yeah, you don't. 
at the same time, like the fact it took this goddamn long for him to get kicked, I don't know. Well, I would say they do their process, which is fair. But like, uh, they gave one... him a warning. That's the thing, though. They gave him a warning. He didn't heed the warning, so now he's gone. Yeah. So I, I'm all right with that, considering they actually like followed up on it and like, well, he's really good, so we're just gonna suspend him again and really wave, wave our fingers at him. Like, hmm. Man, my wrist so, is starting to hurt. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it's it, it's it's good that they did that. I appreciate that they've done something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's in the rules. If an NBA player goes off on a tangent and yells some really homophobic stuff, and they they would probably do the same thing. Like that's 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 the thing. It's part of the rules. You know, they have like a, some com- some places will have a morals clause where you can't say certain things and. You go off on a tangent like that, you will be suspended. So, yeah, he's a good player, but if you have a shady attitude and don't follow the league rules, all of them, including the ones that don't involve playing, then, yeah, I mean, you kind of deserve what you got. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's been weird following the OWL just because, like, they're running into all of the FGC kind of esports bullshit where it's like, yeah, gamers are kind of the worst. <laughs> we are not a great community for not being horrible to each other. Yeah, we have those moments. It, it can yeah. happen. Yeah. On that upbeat note, let's transition to our main topic this week about not being horrible to each other. Uh, no real news existed we could dig deep into, so we thought we'd save kind of a deeper breakdown of Alex's trip to x United for our main topic this week. So, Alex, regale yeah. us with a tale. Uh, so, uh, I got a chance to, uh, head out to United, of course, this past, uh, last week, and, um, I, I know you went in the past, Charlie, and I don't think you had, uh, the experience I had, but I actually it really- It sounds in- like they drastically improved things just based on, like, hey, there was stuff to do. Like, the fact that you, they were- I'll let you go. I'll, I'll chime in when it's appropriate. Okay, so one of the big things that was different from when the past is they actually added an extra day specifically for panels. So um, the first, uh, they had a couple panels that were really cool. They had, um, uh, what was it? Uh, they had a couple streamers who were big in terms of actual or extra life and Twitch. And they did a panel in terms of how to grow the community, advice, people you can reach out to. And I think uh, one the, was it three streamers. It was the only Ryan Rufio and Bloody something. Can't remember her name, but she had this really bright red hair. Uh, but she was really cool. And they had this. Um, it kind of had this whole thing where they talk about like their experiences growing their community and reaching out and this and that. And they provided some really good like resources and tips. Like they ended up giving us the name of the person you should definitely contact if you're doing like charity streams on Twitch because. They gave us the name of the guy who runs all the charity management stuff for Twitch. So, like, stuff like that became really kind of valuable. So, good way to kind of build the community. They did some Q&A based off of their experience. Um, And there was actually, like, United had some very interesting moments. Um, There was one, well, uh, we'll go into this. That's in the second panel. But, yeah. So, just about growing community and all that stuff, which was great. In the second one, they talk about your, they call it uh, your why which is kind of finding out why you extra life and kind of digging deeper into that. And um, one of the panelists was actually uh, the the head guy from Rooster Teeth. Uh, I think his name is Jack, I believe his name is. Okay, 
or Joel or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he was there and he talks about like some of the stuff they've done. Uh, Jack Patillo. That's his name. Yeah. So he's, uh, they co-created uh, Achievement Hunter and all that stuff and they're with Rooster Teeth. So he was, uh, he was there and he provided some really good advice and whatnot. So it was, uh, it was kind of cool. There was actually a very particularly good moment too, uh, because as part of the whole why and what we are, we're doing this for, um, we actually had uh, Joe Ellen and Victor Edmund, who are uh, Edmund, who are actually Tori's parents from Extra Life. For those of you who don't know, uh, Tori's kind of the whole. I think they were thing. there last year. Yeah, they go every year, but they were actually on the panel, so it was nice of them to kind of hang out and talk to us and and kind of tell us about like some of the stuff they've been working on outside of obviously like because Extra Life is kind of really taking off and they did they're they're still to this day very much surprised kind of how it, it it's grown. Um, so we care about that. And there was a, his name is Josh. He's a really cool guy, but, um, he shared a story on how, you know, things weren't going really well for him. And, uh, it was, it was pretty like sad. I won't go into many details, but it was pretty like, pretty like the room got pretty silent. Um, and like actually, actually life became an outlet for him and it's really helped him kind of focus his energy and this and that. So, um, you had moments like that. And then you hear like some of these people share their stories about why, they actually like which was great because like you 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 can hear like you know all these different stories all these motivations and again like it kind of reminds you why you're there you know sure we're there to play video games to have fun but there's like there's more to it than just that sure and then uh the third panel i can't remember what it was i think it was just kind of a brief history on some of the stuff they, they talked about i can't remember the third panel so much because i really like the first and second panel a lot more but i mean the good chunk of the day was panels so we were there doing that um, one of the things they did this year too was obviously you have your tournaments. They had a group of guys from a group called Gamers on the Edge, uh, who run a lot of fighting game tournaments and things like that over in Florida, help run the the brackets and everything for Extra Life United. This that year. sounds like a good way of improving over last year. Yeah, those the, the guy who ran it is like an experienced tournament organizer. He uh, he runs a lot of FGC stuff uh, over on uh, in Florida. So how if, long were they calling your name before you got DQ'd? Um, I know, like, I think for some people it was like within like, well, so here's what they did. They would call a name. And if they didn't show up, they'd move on to the next group and then try to continue the matches until they got to the end of uh, that, like, section in the in the bracket. They went back. If they called it again and you weren't there, they DQ'd you at that point. So That's they an weren't, improvement. That's still slight bullshit, but yeah. Yeah. Well, they they even said before, like, "Hey, look, don't leave because this and that." But the nice thing is, once your matches got started, you weren't waiting very long in between your matches. Like, I got my first match done for um for Rocket League, got smoked, and then maybe like you know ten minutes later, the next set for Rocket League, and they called me up again. I did my match, I lost, and I was out. But like, they were very efficient about it. Like, they had tons of I don't know if they had a slash but they had tons of computer stations set up so they can run multiple games, multiple brackets at the same time. So um, we had that last year, but we still had problems. I, I, I'd be curious actually how much the setup changed from last year to this year. Like part yeah. of the issue last year was stuff starting way late and then running way late because they wouldn't oh, no, fucking they, DQ people. They were stupid efficient. We were, we were, we, they, it was really efficient. I think the only thing that actually ran longer were board games. 
Well, yeah, board game board stuff games are a nightmare have... that cannot be predicted. Yeah, board games ran quick, but the video game side was like clockwork. Like you got there, you do your match. If you were done, you report in. You know, and they call the next troops, and they had people guiding people to their stations, so and so, and it was it was really really efficient. So, uh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna link this podcast this week over to Angel, but that's his name. Shout out to you, sir, for running a very efficient bracket uh, and, and tournament stuff. So it was going well. And then, then on top of that, I don't know if they had that for you before, but they actually had the brackets on display on two big monitors uh, right next to the table. Not on display. You had to go to a website or like look over the dude's shoulder. I, it was yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, they, they actually had monitors so you can see where the brackets were at that That's point. good. That's a big improvement. Yeah. So they had two, and then not just for the one game, but they had it for each, like, game. So, like, if you were doing, uh, what do you call it? They had the, the challenge page for uh, Sonic Mania, for example, and then How did Tricky that Towers. work, by the way? How did Sonic Mania work competitively? Sonic Mania has a versus mode. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, where you basically race, and a combination of the time it takes you to finish and coins or rings, discerns the winner kind of thing. So they were they were very efficient uh, in terms of that stuff. They even had tiebreakers already set up. Uh, so they had a couple things in you know, a couple of the rules and stipulations. There was some slight confusion with something regarding Sonic Mania, but it was squashed immediately and it was communicated to everybody on Discord. So if they ran into issues, they would let people know on Discord. So That's as a player, you were responsible for checking Discord. So... But even then, they would yell stuff out, and you could always... They had a couple of different people uh, who were working the, the, the tournament who actually you could ask, and they would help you out. So they had floaters walking around, other than guiding people, provide, you know, question and answer for the stuff you were doing. So the tournament bracket stuff ran super smoothly, um, and I've heard that's been quite an improvement from previous It years. couldn't have gotten worse than last year. Uh, yeah, that's what I was hearing. The fact they were willing to DQ people at all, like... I waited two hours for someone to get DQ'd last year, and they didn't. Oh, no. At most, we waited 10 minutes for somebody to get DQ'd. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was not the case at all. Like, they were... And the thing is also, when you signed up for your games, they signed you up in a way that your stuff wasn't crossing over with other games at the same That's time. That's good, yeah. I... Yeah. So, like, you chose, like, okay, your morning shift, group A, what do you want to do from this game? From this one, what do you want to do? Like, they, they kind of... They, they sent you a spreadsheet. So you could sign up for the stuff you wanted to do. Um, and so, yeah, no, they were they were very efficient about it. Like, uh, video game stuff ran on time. Uh, there was never anything like, hey, by the way, uh, you know, Group B is starting at this time. And they were actually, like, 20 minutes early. So they were able to kind of set up and then get ready for Group B when it was time for the next set of games and stuff like that to go on. Yeah, that was definitely so, a problem last year. Yeah. So as far as that goes, they were running on time. In fact, they were running early, which was nice, I have to say, like, much better for them to be running early than to run really late. And they were okay with DQing people. Like, it was like, hey, if you're not here within this time, uh, you're getting DQ'd. I think actually, who was it? I think it was Sal. Uh, had to play a guy who got DQ'd. So, yeah. And uh, so th that stuff went really well, as far as the, the tournament stuff goes. Obviously, when you get eliminated, you're kind of like, well, mm, we're kind of at a point where it's like, what do we do now? Um, they had, obviously, Microsoft bring a bunch of, like, consoles... They had free play area, but they also had something this year called the challenge stations, okay. which were scattered all over the place. Okay, we had something last year that was like one thing off to the left-hand side in the corner that you could rack up some money for hospitals. The issue was it was just far enough away, you couldn't hear if you got called, so either you got eliminated or you risked like really pissing people off by going over there. No, they had microphones for the room that they would call out for, if they were looking for someone, they would call them out on the microphones. So there was loud enough that you could hear it. 
And the challenge stations were actually right next to uh, the game areas. But they took up a huge space, too. So, like, you could be far away to a certain extent, but they were telling you, like, don't leave. If you leave, once we've started, you can be DQ'd. And they, in fact, were DQing people. So, um, But, yeah, so they had tons of challenge stations set up. Microsoft was really cool, and they brought a bunch of those, like, suitcase Xbox uh, console setups that they have. Those things were always kind of so cool. They're always nifty. They had a whole... They, dude, like, I want to say it was, like, a quarter of the room on one side... But that wall was nothing but those suitcases. And they were all online, so they, they had Fortnite set up on it. They had a couple different games you could play. Now, those are just the ones against the wall. Those are the open play. You can have fun, do whatever you want. Now, they also, in the middle of the room, when you when you first walk into the hall... Oh, that's the other thing. We got our own hall this year. Like a hall hall? I guess we technically had one last year, but... No, we had our own hall with four walls completely separated from... The Children's Hospital Week. So did we, I think. Yeah. Like, it was it was a sizable, sizable hall. Um, and so we uh, we had everything set up there. So when you first walk in, you have, like, the Extra Life, like, information booth. You have a donor drive booth. Um, and then after that, they have, like, but they also had a bunch of Red Bull dispensers yeah, around get Red Bull for get free. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, like, before you walk to the actual fenced off, tournament area they had challenge stations with sofas and chairs and consoles set up throughout the hall and they those halls were labeled hey these are challenge stations which is leading me to the next thing which is this year instead of just having you play and then you can win money uh like just just doing a challenge they did what they called challenge bucks or, or rather elu bucks and what you would do is you'd basically bet against another person and you would either win and take the pot or you would lose so basically, you walked around challenging people, and you gambled off your ELU money uh, during the the weekend or during the week, rather. So everyone started with seventy five bucks, and you through competing and bets and other stuff like that, uh, people were making money off of that. So uh, they, uh, what was it? I played a few people at Street Fighter Five or sorry, Street Fighter Four and uh, NBA Jam. I played. Uh, what was it? Mario Kart, a couple different games they had set up there, and it was just like people were challenging each other. Now, while that sounds great in theory, one of the things that I didn't like about it was everyone was so afraid of losing their money that they didn't gamble as much. So that was kind of a, a drawback in that sense, because um, people were like, well, I don't want to lose. Like, we all start with 75 ELU bucks, and the thing is, at the end of the convention, those 75 bucks get, or whatever ELU dollars you have at the end of the convention get donated to your extra life page. So at a minimum, 75 bucks is what yeah, that donated I, to your I page. Yeah, I see the flaw there. I Yeah. I might push for like, oh, you have to get $500 for it to matter. But I yeah. understand the appeal of everyone who attends in theory raises money. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's cool and all, but like when you want to compete, some people are hesitant. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And the thing is, I gambled a lot of it away. But I got, I, I won. Like, I, I actually ended up, I think I brought home the most from the LA group that went out there. So, um, yeah. And I think at one point, I guess, kind of Doc himself kind of realized that was happening. So he started doing, like, blackjack off on the corner somewhere, and people could come play blackjack with Doc. And after every round, we would switch who was playing, and he was giving out, like, you know, basically he was like, okay, these are the odds, this and that, you in or not. So he kind of got people going and doing that, which was really fun. 
and then on the last day, he was playing War, and he was basically putting in double for what you would put in. So if you bet five, he'd put in ten, hmm. kind of thing. And then if you lost, that money would stay in the pot, and the next person could put in five, and he'd put in ten. So, like, it, they were playing War, if you know what the card game War is. Yes, I'm familiar with War. Yeah, so you could potentially make a good amount of money just playing War against Doc. And so we did that Get for a that while. side hustle going. Exactly. And that's what I did. That's how I grinded up a good amount of money. I also ended up selling my Disney Park Hopper Pass to somebody for some ELU money. So so just that, to kind of give you context. Huh. So here's, here's what happened. Um, our Extra Life United tickets came with a free pass to Disney World. It was, a, it was an all-day park hopper for all four of the parks. Okay. Right? Here's the dilemma. We found out... I think on Friday that because I was gonna hang on to my pass. So and that just like, might oh. be the biggest change because we did not get that shit last year. Yeah, no, we all got. If you registered within a certain amount of time, like early registration or whatever, huh. we got a free pass to the park. So um, I was like, well, I'll just save it and come back because usually they, they last a year, and I can come back with with Mandy and we'll go have fun. No, well, as it turns out. Um, those passes expired on the 13th of March. So if you didn't use them that weekend, you lose them. Yep. So immediately I started putting them out on the market, trying to get them for 75 bucks. People started posting it for cheap. And if anybody knows anything about anything, if you undercut the market early on, you fuck the whole market up. So, uh, it was immediately undercut. <laughs> so, but I ended up getting rid of it and, uh, I got some ELU bucks for that. So between my side hustle uh, getting rid of my Disney Pass, and of course, whatever I got initially, I walked away with about 200 bucks that were donated to my Extra Life page. Not bad. So, yeah. Um, I think uh, the rest of the team kind of is... I think the next highest person uh, had 115 bucks, and then after that, it was 75 and 65 as far as I know. We're missing one more, uh, so we're waiting to see what he got. I don't know. He hasn't told us what he, he made yet, so... Oh, sure. What- I... I, I now ask the complicated question. Um, if you paid to go to this event, because you got mm-hmm. to go for free, how satisfied would you have felt with it? I would say it was very satisfying. Even if you didn't get the Disney Pass? I would say even if I didn't get the Disney Pass, I had a good time. Remembering like, you have to pay for food and the hotel room. Yes, I am aware of that. But I would if, if, I, did, if I didn't have my way paid... I would have taken a day if I was already out of the tournament to go play or sorry, to go, uh, to go to the parks. But since I was there and they kind of, they paid my way, um, I wanted to make sure I was there for all the days. So that's what I did. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, overall, I, like, I, I, sorry, go ahead. My reaction coming off last year was, oh God, I feel terrible for anyone who paid to be here. No, like I, I, if you paid to be there, I think it was a good time, but it didn't also, a lot of people don't actually stay at the resort who pay to go there. Like a lot of them will stay in like Airbnbs nearby. Sure. I was talking to some of the some of the ELU peeps, and they're like, "Oh yeah, between like eight of us, we all got a house, and it just came out to about like ninety bucks a person." That may be a learning thing from last year. I, I, I think a lot of the smart that came into this year is reactive to people's aggressive disdain for last year. Yeah. So, um. Like I said, I, I know when you had told me about your experience, I was a little like, oh, man, this is going to be interesting. But I had a great time. No, it's, uh, it's great they shaped it up some. Like, you have no idea how good 
hey, we're actually fucking going to disqualify people after 10 minutes is. Like, I, th- that makes me happy because that was some bullshit last year. Yeah, if you're waiting two hours for somebody to DQ, that is a crock of shit. Well, 10 minutes also seems a little high anyway because you should be in the playing area once we start the Well, practice. so imagine if you waited two and a half hours and that person didn't get DQ'd. Yeah, I could see why you were pissed. That's the thing. I totally, I, I agree with you. But like, like I said, they had brought uh, a group in. Yeah, no, it, it sounds and they, I, the the report we got the year prior was kind of eh, and last year was definitely eh. It sounds like this yeah. might be an actual thing worth going to now. Finally, yeah, no, it absolutely. I, I would say yes. If it's anything like it was this year, and they continue to grow on that, I would say absolutely, highly recommend going because you hang out with a bunch of fun people. Um, like I said, I, I never had an issue trying to go over and hang out with people because everybody's just so welcoming. Uh, got to kind of see the, the the national staff from Extra Life there every once in a while, which is cool. Uh, run into a lot of pros and like big time streamers, which was nice because they're totally all about it. And we had a good time and this and that. So it's like, yeah, it was good. But I will have to say, there were some really cool highlight moments for United that I really really enjoyed. So. Uh, I'll, I'll share those uh, just yeah. kind of now here, but um, so in the opening ceremonies and things like that, they they have obviously Victor and Joellen come out and do a whole thing where they talk to the groups about the gamers. They release the numbers of how much we raised last year, which by the way, Extra Life as a whole raised eleven million dollars last year alone. So that's kind of cool. Um, but they 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 talk to us about like you know you know. Just like how they're happy to be here, how they like they know a lot of people who've come back year after year, kind of thing, which is great. And um, it was a very particular thing because um, they were there was a moment. It's, it's on the extra life page. I'll have to link it to you so you can see it. But there was a moment where um, I guess uh, Joe Ellen, Joe Ellen was sharing a moment about how it's been ten years since Tori passed away, and she finally is starting to get really like moving around to kind of moving some stuff out and getting rid of some stuff, and she found something in particular, and she said, and she talked to her family, and they agreed that this particular item she found could only go to one person. So they called Doc up on the stage, and Doc walks up, and he has no idea what's happening. And from a wrapped-up shirt, uh, they pull out Tori's old pink Xbox controller that they had gotten her when they first started doing the Extra Life stuff. When they got Because there's this picture... This big old picture, like the picture where she's surrounded by all these games and things like that. And off to the side, there's a new, a brand new pink Xbox controller. So they, uh, they, they gave it to Doc. And so Doc got really emotional and that was a great moment too. So, um, but yeah, that was like, that was in opening ceremonies, which I think was really, really great. And one of my favorite moments. I feel like we missed uh, that last year because of our plane. Yeah, I, Probably. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, if you're going to go, go in early enough that you can make it to the panels and make it to the opening ceremonies because there's tons of cool stuff. So that's that's the first big thing. Um, the next thing, uh, obviously, I, I shared briefly on it. I talked about was uh, the guy named Josh, who's really, really cool. Uh, he shared his story about why he actualized in this very, like, powerful moment. You know, it was, it was very, like, oh, okay. It was a really good moment. I won't go into any details because I, I, I kind of don't want to talk about the personal stuff for him, mainly because I don't, you know, out of respect for him. So, um, but yeah, it was a very kind of like opening moment. It was really good. 
Um, the last thing uh, that I really, really liked was the, the, the finale, the finals for the tournaments. I don't know if you're familiar how they did it this year for the finals. Um, I was pissed off and wasn't there, so I can't compare, really. I think it was okay. just some like, hey, talking about things. So they had a top 16, and the top 16 players, top 16 of all the games, or basically the top two players of every group for every game, got put into a 16-man bracket, and they were competing for the mystery game, okay, which was an we, extra addition. We game. had mystery game, but anyone could sign up for it. Okay, no, this was only the top two players of every game, so to speak. So they had a couple, and it wasn't, it turns out it wasn't mystery game, it was mystery games with an S. So um, they had the top 16 play out this one game uh, where you, it's basically like a circular dodgeball game, which was really cool. Okay. So they did, hmm? Okay. So it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, and then once they brought down the 16 to the top eight, they switched over to a board game. And then once they eliminate the top eight, when they went to top four, they played some sort of Rockets, Rocket Rockets game, which was really cool. And then the last two uh, were playing one more game. So every time there was a change in the brackets like that, they switched the game up. In that last hour, we were we I think we were sitting around, um, I want to say like 11 or 12 grand we had raised, which was, by the way, pretty up there because the previous year, the Extra Life stream at United only raised 7700 and it's cool. We're all kind of hanging out in the audience, having a good time. And one of the caster guys had said, "Hey, um, whoever whoever is the top donor, if we hit twenty thousand, I'm going to shave their name to the side of my head." <laughs> and shortly after that stuff has been going on, somebody donated five thousand dollars on the spot, like on the stream. And we're like, "Oh, wow, that's like the biggest donation, this and that." And then since we weren't exactly at twenty thousand, that same donor dropped another five thousand on the stream. So we're like, oh, what? Like, we're all freaking out. And they donated as anonymous, so we have no idea who it is. The only people who know, obviously, are people who have access to the back end, which would mean uh, the national team. But the national team will not tell anybody who it is. Because, obviously, to respect their wishes, they donated as anonymous. So immediately we break 20000 So the dude shaves a non on the side of his head. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And then as the rest of the tournament went on, I think we were sitting... We were sitting, I forgot where we were at that point, but we were getting close to 30, I think. Yeah, we were getting close to $30,000. And that same high money donor came back and dropped another $5,000 again. So he was like, it was like $15,000 already donated. And we're all kind of like tripping out. It's a good time. Like, woo, it's really cool. So, um, and then obviously tournament ends. We have closing ceremonies. And in those last closing ceremonies, that dude drops another $5,000 cool. on the street. Yeah, and it was cool because we're like, oh my gosh, we're so close to like $40,000. It's going to be insane. And so we're like, that's cool. And so in the last 10 minutes, that dude dropped, uh, the, was it another 5000 yet again? So that guy alone donated twenty five grand during the last hour of the stream, so to speak. And that was such a really cool moment to like experience and be there for. So, um... That was probably one of my other highlights was kind of watching that unfold and having that happen. So, um, but yeah, and then of course, obviously hanging out with everybody and doing karaoke and all that, which is really cool. And then, uh, yeah, overall, like I said, uh, I know you've had kind of some different experience about it, but I think they've definitely improved on yeah, it, last year. It, it sounds like a major improvement. I Here's the issue. They 
fucked up so badly last year. Like, I'll give stuff a second chance, but, like, they messed up so badly last year, I stopped doing Extra Life. Like, that's mm-hmm. how mad I am. At, that's how mad I was at them after that event. Like, it's... You have to work really hard for something I got to do for free to become insulting, and mm-hmm. it kind of felt that way for me. Like, this was... I've never been a fan of how the whole Children's Miracle Network handles Extra Life and the Extra Life United thing, a I'm sure not the biggest source of donations to that whole thing, but a sizable one, like nine million last year was nothing to sneeze at. Eleven million's not not nothing this year either, kind of thing. Like it's we're making the money and the fact that they couldn't the fact that it came off being like, Oh, right, the gamers are here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really left a bad taste in my mouth. It sounds like they've gotten a little bit better, but I don't know. Like the fact that you could get into Disney as part of registration is a huge fucking difference. Yeah, I, I mean, I like I said, I I I think personally they did a really good job. Yeah, I had a I, great like. I'm normally very optimistic in nature anyway, but even then, like I can't find anything where I was like, mm, I'm I don't know. sure I'd nitpick harder than you would on this one, but yeah, like mm-hmm. it, what you've described. I, Again, I'm not exaggerating when I said a tournament I was in involved me waiting for like two and a half, three hours, two hours, like a stupid amount of time for someone who wasn't there to come back. Like I had any momentum I had busted at that point, just furious. They didn't get DQ'd. They beat me. It's one of those ones where it's like, could I have tried and rallied at that point? Sure. But it's like, I am so fucking demoralized and angry and I've been standing here waiting to go for this entire fucking time. This sucks. And that wasn't yeah. the only time that happened to me. Like that was kind of my entire experience of the tournament. It's like, oh, you're coming back for closing ceremonies? Fuck you guys. Yeah. No, that was definitely not the feeling we got this year. In fact, even from the uh from the other CMN stuff, because the tournament went into Saturday and all the children's hospital week stuff was done. Yeah, they so cleared it out was last just year us. by the time Extra Life United started. Yeah. So no, we were the, we were we they, those events actually overlapped. So we got to go to like the champions by how many days? Thing. Like two days. That's different than last year too. So Extra Life United happened after that ended last year. Oh no, these were they were they coincided because yeah. I so you were you were there Tuesday. I swear I didn't fly till like Thursday last year. Okay. Yeah, Thursday would they have over, been... They definitely overlap that stuff, and that's that's a smart move, but <laughs> not to sound bitter and salty, but, like, Extra Life United definitely felt like it was like, oh, we don't want to have the real Children's Miracle Network around the gamer people. That, We're going to put them not... in the small, board, of small ballroom at the end of the fucking hallway. Most people will be gone. We're literally going to reserve the ballroom farthest from where any of them are staying. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely did not feel like that yeah. because part part of our schedule actually involved us going to hang out with the champions. Like, like we had a so Wednesday. I, so sorry. So I got there Wednesday. So Wednesday we got there. There were the panels on Wednesday, which were really really cool. So Wednesday was that. Then we actually had ELU opening ceremonies, so to speak, even though the panels were a day before. So um, which they actually got really good feedback on. So I think they're going to do more panels next year, as far as that goes. Um, so Thursday we do our like opening ceremonies and a bunch of other stuff, um, and then later that night they invite us to go actually check out the 
the live stream of the champions uh thing where they have the kids come up and they talk and Steve Young's one of the moderators and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. Um, they actually invited us to go there. So we were all hanging out there. And then at nine o'clock, we actually had a, uh, uh, an open play session where they invited those kids to come hang out with the gamers in the extra life United area. And we got to play with a lot of the champions that may have happened. I, I don't remember. Like if that happened the last day of the tournament, I was fucking gone. I'm like, I'm gonna go drink at the fancy tiki bar here on the Disney property. Fuck all this. So yeah, no, no, it was like it was early on, and then Friday we had the pin exchange. I believe it was. I think it was Friday. I can't remember what day, but they had a pin exchange where we actually got to like again hang out with the champion. We didn't kids even have we're... fucking pins. Yeah, <laughs> we got pins. We didn't too, have so. pins. Yeah, no. Like I said, when you were describing your ELU experience, I was like, "What the heck, man?" And then like. I do. Uh, I, I go to ELU, and it was a very different monster. Like I, I, I genuinely think if you're if if you should consider giving it another shot at some point. Ah, uh, I. If you're up for doing like even like a, a United thing, that'd be cool. But even then, like Extra Life itself, through that, definitely made it a big improvement, and it handled uh, stuff a lot better I, this year, from what I've heard. So, I, 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 here's the issue. Even what you're describing, if I was paying for it myself, I wouldn't go. Like, that's not something I would spend money on. Mm -hmm. That's still not enough. Like, it's the, okay, I'm paying money for a chance to raise you more money. And if I'm going on my own time, that means I'm paying for everything at that point. Mm -hmm. I think if you go as a group, though, like, with uh, getting, like, an Airbnb thing... It might work out. I would. There I don't are know ways about the of resort. driving down the cost. I, it, yeah, I, I, I also would go in hazard with the. You got to stay in the Disney bubble. Orlando is a special town. As somebody who's worked there a couple times in my life, once you get off the kind of theme park campuses, the uh, it gets real Florida real quick. <laughs> I, I will say it was a nice reminder of knowing I'm in Florida because on the walkway back to my hotel room. There are signs along the water that say, watch out for snakes yeah. and gators. Yep. So, that's always fun. Me and Jeff were actually joking about that. It's like, there, there, it's, there might not even be a gator there, but the knowledge you might be that close to an animal that can totally take you in a fight, it's like, oh man, fuck. Right? Yeah. So, but like I said, overall, I had a great time. It was a great experience. And then, like I said, there were just some moments that, like, were, I'm definitely going to remember. Obviously, like I said, especially yeah. with the... I don't... You know, like, I also... I get shit for this occasionally when I'm not on the podcast. I'm not trying to poison your opinion of it. Like, it's... Mm -hmm. I, I will just throw down the kind of disclaimer of, you didn't pay much to be there. You didn't pay for airfare. You didn't pay for room. Did you have to even get stuck paying for food? Uh, no. We got yeah. per diem. Yeah. Like you, you got a free ride, essentially. And a free ride can go a long way to making someone overlook problems. It sounds like there are way less problems, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, take everything yeah, we I mean, say with a grain of salt on this one. Yeah, but I, I, like I said, I've talked to some people who were who paid to be there, and they had a good time. Yeah. So it obviously depends on what you consider a good time. Yeah, it's totally I'm, subjective. I'm not trying to shit all over this either. Like as much as it occasionally seems like I am, I, I'm just saying like it's worth mentioning. You didn't spend money for four days that you didn't want. To. No. No, the only thing I had to buy on my own was alcohol, and yeah. I only bought like. Uh, it was an old-fashioned made with sweet tea, which is okay. kind of good. 
and then uh, a sampler of beer at a. Uh, I went to Disneyland Springs, yeah. which is, I guess, or Disney Springs, which is their like Saratoga Springs. Yeah, They're based off that actually. Oh, okay. Well, it's basically like a giant Disney mall. Yep, it's it's so. it was opened up in direct competition with Universal Studio uh, City Walk. Oh, well, there's tons of cool stuff there, yeah. and there's a nice little like there's a place I think it's called the uh, the the Pig Whistle. I think it was called. Uh, went there. They have really good sliders, so they covered Did that. Did you but go I... to the Indiana Jones bar? No, I didn't get a chance to go. It was there. You were in the right oh, place it? to go to it. Ah, damn it. Oh, well. But yeah, so I missed out on that, because I went I went the last day after ELU was done on Sunday, waiting for my flight. I went to go do like hang yeah. out there for a bit. Because so, like I said, I, I the majority of my time I spent actually at ELU. Kind of what you so. should do when you're down there, so I'm like, I, I'm very glad you didn't get pissed and fuck off like I did. Like that's that, that's not always a bad taste. But it's like, yeah, I could have acted better. But at the same time, I was livid. Yeah, and you have every right to be mad yeah. considering they didn't DQ somebody for two hours. That's that's totally valid. So, um, but yeah, like I said, my experience was was pretty different, and I I think they have improved some stuff. I, I'm curious to see how next year will look because I might go next year on my own dime. So. We shall see. Yeah. The one thing I also didn't get a chance to do was go to a place called Super Saiyan, if you've heard of that. I am familiar with Super Saiyan. Yeah, I have not been there, but I heard it's a pho-turned-ramen place. I'm familiar with it. Um. Okay, so you live in Los Angeles. Yes. That means Asian people make your Asian food. <laughs> yes. Florida, not a guarantee. <laughs> Uh, I know well, that sounds racist and shit, but it's true. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's fine. I think me and Jeff or me and Jen were talking about that place, actually. We thought about mentioning it to you, but... Yeah, didn't end up going. Yeah, I getting I, off the Disney compound, kind of hard. Uh, not not really super hard. I would just... Uh, super. Uh, um... <laughs> Try calling an Uber on that place. I fucking dare you and see what happens. Apparently, people had really good experiences with Uber this year. Sometimes you get lucky. uh, The hotel you're staying at, notoriously not great for that. Oh. Huh. Again, maybe they've made some changes this time. That hotel was also under renovations last year, so maybe it not being under renovations means more people are staying there. That means Ubers are closer by. Um... They're they're still under renovation. Oh, so they won't be done till 2019. Huh. So part of the reason they gave us pins, uh, the hotel themselves actually gave us pins, which is nice. So, but yeah, um, overall, uh, like I said, it was it was a good time. I just didn't get a chance. I didn't get a chance to go out and explore too much. I did go to one of the other uh, resort hotel locations because that's where we all met up for karaoke, which was kind of cool. But other than that, other than which like Disney Springs. Um, the Swan. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I was gonna say, cool. if you went to the Polynesian, you missed out on the best bar on Disney. Really? Is the Polynesian? Where is it's that? It's the Magic Tiki Room one. Ah, okay. Yeah, you can get a Nautilus of beer of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was that one. All I know is I paid for uh, Kobe beef skewers, which are completely overpriced. Like even for like Disney, that was really fucking expensive. Yeah. It was like this. This is what I got. Cubes of meat for yep. fucking 
this much money? Well, like, to be no. fair, they were Kobe beef, which means you're a sucker, but... Yeah. Well, the other stuff had fish in it, because it was a sushi bar. You don't so like fish? I kinda... No, I don't eat seafood at oh. all. I get sick. Oh. Really sick. Yeah, that, that'd be a problem then. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had my choice between that and then another meat. It was uh, Wagyu beef, but it had anchovies in the sauce. And, and Wagyu's typically way more expensive. Yeah. Well, it was a roughly the same price as the... You would have gotten got. less. Yeah. So even th- I don't know how much less you could go considering like those skewers were... Oh, I, you can go less. I guess so. What about strips as opposed to cubes? Oh, boy. Um, I will say, though, the best place to get meals while I was there was the Pepper Market, which is a little mark- a little restaurant place they have inside the Coronado Springs. I got a full burger with fries for like 13 bucks, which is not bad. So, yeah, that was basically where I ate most of the time. Oh, that's another thing, too. That's where I would have my dinner. The lunches, ELU provided us all lunches. Yeah. So. Were they weird, like, sandwich lunch boxes again this year? Two of the days were lunch sandwiches. One of the days was actually, like, catered taco. Yeah, that didn't happen. Other stuff. Yeah. We had, uh, we had, I guess they gave us hard shell and soft shell tacos, salads, and everything. Like, it was like a buffet-style thing. But it was really good. Like, I was throwing down some good tacos, which was nice. So, but yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that was the other adventure, was, uh, food. But yeah, overall, like I said, I, I, I had a good time. Yeah. Oh. Met some cool people. Glad you had fun. Mm-hmm. Thank you, of course, to uh, the uh, to the Southern Wicked Studios Foundation. We made that shit possible. Yes, absolutely. So, could I, I gotta ask, given the people you went down with, did that topic come up at all? Nope. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. So, yep. That being said, uh, that was that ELU twenty eighteen. Cool. Glad it was better than last year. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have much more to say on this if you don't have much more to say on it. No, I'm good. Which means it's time for email. Yeah. We don't have any this week. Oh. Or more, I'm saving a couple of them for next week. Or I, I started amassing a couple emails for our 100th episode because they... <laughs> might for the be- 100th episode? Yes, which admittedly is maybe a little premature, but if you send an email in this week and you're not hearing it now, that's why. Uh, for those of you who are sending in dating advice questions for Jeff, you six sons of bitches. <laughs> I'm not reading some of them. We're not answering <laughs> all of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them are a little disturbing, too, but yeah. In, in true uh, SWS fashion, I, I, I knew when I made that joke and encouraged it, it would lead to some weird stuff. I, I really appreciate the ones that ask if Jeff is even capable of having sex without blinding woman because he's so goddamn pale. I'm really sorry that took <laughs> off. Oh, that is fucking rich. Yeah, we got like four emails that asked that. <laughs> That's the general gist of them. Jeez. But yeah, uh, we love being in contact. We love getting email. We love hearing from our fans and listeners and haters and everything else in between. And if you've heard something on this podcast you object to, agree to, want more information, I just want to ask us a general question. How do you go about contacting us, Alex? So, what you do is you head down to Orlando, and in Orlando, you find a very, very scary-looking lake. Make sure the lake is covered in signs that warn you about snakes and gators. You lure a gator out of the lake, 
And then once you compete in a battle of wrestling and defeat the Gator, the Gator will now serve you and deliver a message to one person of your choosing. Um, at that point, you would take the letter you wrote and give it to the Gator, and he will find his way to Charlie, and we will read the email. Actually, that won't work. What you have to do is write it on the back of my favorite street, my favorite government-funded sign in all of Florida, uh-huh. which are the Do Not Molest the Alligator signs. <laughs> I didn't see any of those. They are in specific parts of Florida. You were not in Florida Gator. You're not. So you're not. You were not in Gator Alley, which uh-huh. you were fucking on the Disney compound. That. That place tries to distance itself from the word molest as hard as possible. Yeah. Which, remember, molest does not mean pedophilia. It just means unnecessarily touch or unwanted. So it is possible to do that to a gator and not have it be the other thing. But they are state-funded signs that get stolen with some frequency. And I've always (laughs) wanted one because it's fucking hilarious. But yes, if you write one on the back of... If you write your question on the back of that, that'll definitely find your way there. Yeah, Gator, I'll probably just kill and eat it. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. I suppose we wanted to inform you about the Do Not Molest the Alligator signs of Florida. Yeah, I didn't see any of those. They are uncommon and in specific areas, and they are great. (laughs) Oh, that's rich. But yes, uh, consequently, crushers at something wicked. No, that's not the right one at all. Uh, WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. Again, that's WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. Spell as it sounds down in the show notes. Uh, Etc. Etc. The link works. Send in emails. Uh, but yeah, we have nothing to read this week, which means it's time to close this podcast out. Some uh, again, yeah. as a reminder to all listeners, we do have our hundredth episode coming up. That will be Jeff's last podcast. So if you have last scheduled podcast, he's not going an error like we said last week. Um, again, sorry for last week's fuck up. People do it early on in the week. Thank you and sorry that episode's now fixed and up and. I'm trying to figure out why iTunes is still listing both episodes, but I'm on it. You can't download the bad version anymore, so that's good. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. But, yeah. um, Yeah, send in fan mail or whatever if you want in the episode 100. If, or not, just send in general fan mail still, et cetera, et cetera. Or whatever you want to have for part of that. We look forward to doing that episode. It will be a slightly different format. Next week's episode, obviously, will be 99. It'll be a normal podcast. Mm-hmm. Unless something real weird happens. Yeah. And with that being said, of course, if you have any more last minute dating advice questions for Jeff, please. Now is the time to send them. Now is the time. I I can't believe I'm the one saying this. I have plenty of them that are basically riffs on God, he's pale. What's it like (laughs) fucking a ghost or a white bed sheet or a jar of mayonnaise? Please stop sending those. (laughs) They've started to poison my suggested stuff for Google and now I'm getting some real <laughs> weird ads. Oh, complete, complete your ghost or your, your like ghost fetish by sleeping on a Casper mattress. Uh, yeah, we got some Casper ads sent to us as a result of that. Yep. There you go. Yeah. I, you almost got a picture of a goat this week, actually, that like, it's this weird goat that looks like a pop star when it's young and then looks like a goddamn horror movie monster when it's older. Because someone was on Instagram posting, like, what the fuck is up with these sexy-ass goats? And you almost got a message of, like, look at this fuckable goat, Alex. Is this what you're into? <laughs> what the hell? This is not what I was trying uh, to come back to. Yeah. Yes, it was. Oh. 
Yeah, Bomb, do you anything you want to pimp quickly? Um, other than just uh, feel free to check out my, my channel. Uh, we I stream there throughout the week. Uh, when this podcast happens, I am actually doing a stream on Saturday, so this podcast will be done when this happens. I am, of course, raising money for Make March Matter, which is the current uh, Extra Life-esque event thing going on for the month of March for CHLA. So if you want to help out, that's cool. Donate if you can. We I'd appreciate it. But of course, I don't personally get anything. It goes to the hospital. But even if you can't donate, that's totally cool too. Feel free to share the information out. Because obviously, you know, that helps a lot as well. Um, you can find me on all my social medias, Babe Online across the board, all that good stuff, including that new weird ass uh, social media thing called Barrow or such with a V. Let's see. Uh, Vero. Yep, that's what it was. I'm even on there now. Because I am a social media whore. So, don't, other than that, don't I don't drag think we have social else. media down with your whorish ways. Yeah, fair enough. But um, also, um, I haven't, we haven't discussed it too much, but we do definitely want to have some. Uh, we still have to do our Monster Hunter stream. Yes, we will get on that. I don't have a working PS4 right now, so. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of where we're at right now, but we definitely are going to do some more live streams yes, once, uh, the studio, once the house project is done. <laughs> uh, think of this time with SWS video being down as us in a catalyst of Will You a Cocoon, where we will burst forth a horrible blood-breathing dragonfly of some kind. Uh, yes, we're. Ta I I'm taking this time to readjust how we do some of our things and stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the studio stuff's always taking longer than I thought it was going to, because house stuff's taking longer than I thought it was going to. But yeah, we will be back eventually. Apologies. Yeah. So we, of course, thank you for your patience yes. in this matter. So Yeah, uh, other than that, I don't, I don't have anything else in particular to pimp out, other than, hey, check me out on my stream. Yeah. No, if that's it, then would you like to end this podcast this week? Because you were out last week. Yes, I will do that. <clears throat> Cue the match.